Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yesterday, I met a big fat dog named Piggy. He was living his best life. Oh, Peggy. Have to vacate my place in 30 days, making it the fourth move in three years. As a friend says, living the gypsy life. You really are a gypsy girl. I got carded the other day. He looked at my ID and said, wow, you look great. Went on a weekend getaway to chill. My sister got sick and the electricity went out. Have such a good day. Welcome to Have Such a Good Day, the show that wants you to do just that. And you, 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 and you. We're, we're like Uncle Sam. We want you to have Finger such a good day. Finger pointing everywhere. That's right. Did you Hi ever guys. watch The Muppet Show with Sam the American Eagle? Uh, yeah. I think I had a Muppet Show, like, t-shirt or something. I had a Muppet... I had... <laughs> I had... We're just going to go right right into some of this weird Diving stuff right that in. Heather and I talk about in every <laughs> show. I had two Muppet Show cassettes. Ooh. And they were basically just... Cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. They were basically just audio versions of a show. Mm-hmm. You know, front and back. Um, and they were two shows, but for whatever reason, I had them and... My parents and I used to have a Volkswagen bus, you know, that had like the oh, top top, know you know, those. where you could like sleep in it. Mm-hmm. And the whole, you know, those were the best. There was a little fridge in there. And so like we Westphalia? spent- Westphalia? Uh, Not one of those? I okay. Think, I think it was pre. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was old. You're pretty it was like, old, Sarah. It was, it, was 60, it was 60s era. Well, maybe, maybe. No, no, it was 60s era. Okay, all Anyway, right. um, but we did a lot of road trips because mm-hmm. we lived in Oregon and we were coming to Los Gatos all the time to hang out with my grandma and, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of my family. And so, you know, it's long trips. Um, but we listened to The Muppet Show, those two cassettes, over and over to the point where I'm like, I was a little kid, so I like I was like, yeah, I love the song. It's mm-hmm. so funny. You know, like Sam the American Eagle is going to, you know, be part of this next song. The fact that my parents just dealt with that because this is like this is not a kid with headphones on there were there no. were no such thing it, this was like you put a cassette in mm-hmm. the you know in the tape deck mm-hmm. in the bus and we all listen mm-hmm. to it <laughs> and then when it's over i'm like again and then we listen to it again that's why i mean parents unconditionally love their kids man so, i'm gotta telling you that's funny that reminds me of i had this sesame street record it did the same thing but it was in the house because i had a little record player I actually want to, f- I tried to find this record. It was something that just, it, it, it really defined my childhood. It was like one of the most, it had like lemon tree, very pretty. And like all these, you know, Peter, Paul and Mary and like all these really happy kid songs on it. Yeah. Um, I was it, was it like, that. like the best of stars who have been on Sesame street type thing? Maybe. I can't the remember Muppet exactly show was, was always kind of the same way. It was yeah. like, it was a star that an adult would like. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. A kid didn't really care. Like Paul Simon. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't know. James Taylor is on the Muppet show. Like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. I just, want Muppets oh totally yeah and the, and the god I'm trying to think of some of the other songs but they were like they really uh, sort of they, they were like the foundation of my my childhood like I still think of those songs still get in my head they're like earworms you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but anyway yeah that, that I gotta find that record because uh, I would love to go down memory lane 
Um, uh, before, Sarah Lane. Before, yes, Sarah Lane. Yes, memory lane. Anything lane. I've heard it all, Heather. <laughs> um, before we move on, when I mentioned Sam the American Eagle, for anybody who's not familiar with the Muppet Show, Sam was a bald eagle, and the whole his whole shtick was that he was very proud to be American. Oh yes, he was the symbol of Americana, uh-huh. and he did not deign to you know do anything beneath his his stature. And there was, there was a song on one of the Muppet Show tapes where um, Ralph, the dog, mm-hmm. um, who was you know prolific uh, piano player, that was his whole thing. I loved Ralph. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and he, you He's know, like, he had like curly, yeah, curly ears, he and was he was so cute, and he was just cool. He was a rocker. He, he was, was a, he was rock and roll. He was a cool dude. He was. Um, he 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 and Sam were doing a duet, and it was about. <laughs> this is so weird. That, look, I, I swear to God, this is a, this is a real song. You can look it up on the internet. It's about um, uh, a bird called the Dicky Bird, um, and the Dicky Bird. His, the song that he sings is "Tit Willow, Tit Willow, Tit Willow." <laughs> and so the whole thing was that Ralph was like, "Sam, you're gonna play the part of the Dicky Bird," you know. Mm-hmm. And Sam is like, "I'm." Like, no, I'm too good to play a dicky bird. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say this, mm-hmm. you know? And so they have this sort of like back and forth and he sort of begrudgingly decides to, you know, just like be part of it. So it's like, la, you know, Ralph is like, la, 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 la. And it's like, tit willow, tit You know, willow. that sounds vaguely familiar. I've probably seen that. Well, I mean, it, it's a Muppet show yeah. uh, um, sketch. Oh man, I miss the Muppet show. That was so great. It was so great. I know. If this is new to you guys, we are the show where two ladies unpack the absurdity of everyday life for your entertainment and for ours. Frankly, you know, this often uplifts our day. Don't you think, Sarah? It does. Uh, This is, I mean, you've, you've, if, if, if you are joining us for the first time and you might be, you might be like, wow, where's this show going? Heather and I never really know ourselves. Uh, (laughs) We like to meander. But what we do like to do is gather a bunch of stuff that we, you know, we sort of gathered over the last week and change. Stuff that we think is cool or funny. Yeah. Or, or, or worthy of conversation or a little debate. Mm -hmm. And, and, and here we are. However... The, the the overarching theme of mm-hmm. the show is that, you know, let's all laugh at this a little bit more. Yep. You know, you know being an adult can be hard as heck. sort of challenging at times. You know, every day, you know, just like getting up and brushing your teeth sometimes. Man, you got to brush your teeth a lot. I, Twice a day, I, if not three. I'm, I'm going to admit something. I didn't brush my teeth last night when I went to bed. Ooh. I was that Did you tired. Floss? No. No, see, I have that I didn't same do problem. either of those things. And that's disgusting. But I just... I just... I get it couldn't deal I actually get it because some there's nights where I'm so tired and I I try to wash my face and brush my teeth or try to get all of those things done take my makeup off like as early as possible if I'm going to be home for the rest of the night because I know when it starts hitting 10 o'clock I'm going to start getting You're so tired I'm not going to do it yeah um but we're we're kind of sweating balls out here today it's about 85 we're out on my patio yeah you know for it's one 85 of the last and times. climbing that's for sure yeah it is for one of the last times um we're gonna we're gonna be out here we're unpack that um a little but, later but but yeah i mean as heather mentioned earlier in the show i'm a gypsy you're a gypsy and yep. you're moving Floating and around. and this deck is uh not long for this world i know and you know i gotta tell you like there are some great things about this place as i've talked about but this deck oh this is the this is the by far the thing i'm going to miss and i'm yeah. not going to really have an outdoor space at my new place i'm going to be sort of winging it for a couple months i'll talk a little bit more about it um, but uh, I wanted to mention the bonus topic for Please today's do. show. Yes. You know, you know. And, and for anybody who's like, bonus topic, what's that? If you are a patron of ours, if you are a patron of $5 per month or more at any level, um, $5, you know who you are. $5 and up, yes, you know who you are. Um, we, we, our, our show is extended. Uh, so once the show ends for everybody else, we just keep on going. And you know, it could be anything. I mean, it's a hodgepodge. I mean, we, we did a lot of serious discussions for a while. We're kind of trying out some games because it's just fun. Really, it's just content that leads to conversation. Yeah. You know, so we try to find little trigger points like what would be fun to talk about? So this uh, show, this episode, we're going to do a game called Fact or Fiction. And this isn't personal. This isn't about personal fact, truth, lie, that kind of thing. It's obscure life facts or myths about things in the world. I'm going to rattle them off to Sarah this time. Okay. We'll do an episode where she uh, we'll, reciprocates. We'll, we'll flip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she has flip to tell me if it's fact it. or fiction. And then I'm going to tell her if she's wrong or if she's right. 
Okay. It'll be super fun. All right. So that's our bonus topic coming up a little bit later in the show for patrons. Again, if you're if you're new to this whole thing, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash have such a good day is where you can find out more about um, all of our levels for patrons, of which there are many. <laughs> and we're, you know, we're always, we're always, uh, you know, just kind of. Stirring the pot in there, um, <laughs> making sure that everybody's happy um, with with being patrons of ours, and, and we thank you all in advance. But I don't know. I'd, How's hmm. your week been, Sarah? Well, oh, it's been a week to remember, Heather. So <laughs> it uh, often is. It often is. It always is. Mm-hmm. It always is for various reasons. I had to go uh, to San Francisco for work, mm-hmm. so um, you know, have to go is you know, it, it was work uh, earlier this week and. Normally, these trips are somewhat grueling because yeah. I got to get up real early to like be in place with my gear all set up, you know, like 9 a.m. in San Francisco. That means I'm up at 4 a.m., oh, right? Yeah, easily. To get to the airport by 6, mm-hmm. to get on a plane and get, you know, by 8.30 and hopefully there's no traffic in San Francisco mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole thing. Um, and I, I've actually, you know, I've I've... I've lamented the story to anybody who would listen over the last few days, but I'll do it again here because maybe y'all haven't heard it yet. Um, <laughs> you haven't been in my presence, but something very weird happened. So Burbank Airport is an airport that's it's it's like a it, municipal airport in a way. In the well, it's, it's international. Small. It's international. Okay, it is international, but it is small. Yeah, in Los Angeles, it's sort of like you've got LAX. That's the big one. You know, it's one of the uh, most frequented airports in the entire world on a day-to-day basis. Then you got Burbank and you got Ontario. Those those are sort of your three airports. Mm -hmm. Burbank is small. There's only two terminals. The terminals are like teeny tiny. There's like one Pete's Coffee and like getting through TSA takes like five minutes. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's great. Well, on Tuesday when I was going up to San Francisco, I was kind of like, for a variety of reasons, I... I'd given myself a lot of time, but I was kind of, by the time I parked, because I drove, because I was only going to be there for a night, um, I, I was, I was not like, I was sweating, sweating a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm getting there with minutes to spare, mm-hmm. right? And like, thank goodness TSA goes quick mm-hmm. because they're probably starting to board. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got inside... The, the it was pandemonium. People are screaming. Old ladies are yelling. You know, there's like bags everywhere, cops everywhere, and the line for TSA was like hundreds of people long. And I'm not even kidding. Like, like it goes around the corner, and then you kind of like go around the corner. You're like, it goes around another corner. Like, this isn't like what's happening. The TSA machines were down. How did you? How did this happen to you? Like, it's like probably once, one in a million. I mean, how, how, I just am curious how, how often that happens. I have never seen such a thing. Um, and I would appa- think the and world a- was conspiring against me. And apparently, <laughs> apparently everybody who worked at Burbank Airport, you mm-hmm. know, TSA to sort of like just like general airline security guards mm-hmm. to like actual like police officers, they didn't know what was going on either. Mm-hmm. Basically, just. The machines just went down. And what does that mean? Well, okay. It means that somebody like me, who's got a big bag full of podcasting equipment, that is, I don't check it because it's sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have somebody throwing that bag in the corner. You know, you see how they mm-hmm. manhandle those things. Like, no, 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 no. I keep that stuff with me all the time. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they were like, well, you have to check it or you can't get on the flight. Like, you have to literally be like only yourself like without your shoes going through TSA and we'll pat you down and everything. But like we can't physically check something that we scan normally. Oh my God. Can't do it. So you have to check it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, so w- by the grace of God, <laughs> uh, somehow by the time, you know, it, the whole, the whole problem was I was like, I'm going to miss my flight. Mm-hmm. And they were like, ma'am, don't worry. Like, Everyone is on this side of TSA. Like, no one can get through TSA. The flight isn't leaving. Flight isn't going to leave empty. Sure. Like, no one's on it. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't worry about that, you know, because me and, you know, some other folks that, you know, I had started to talk to were, you know, were like, we're going to miss our flight. And they're like, the flights are grounded. God. Your flight isn't going anywhere. Getting through TSA is your main yeah. problem yeah. at this point. Um, but um, we, we, it was, it probably took... 
it took less time than I actually thought it might. I mm-hmm. thought I might be there all day. It took about two hours for me to finally get on the plane. God. And the details of which are, are not even really interesting anymore. Um, besides the fact that when software goes down, software, hardware, I don't even know what that what that goddamn thing was yeah it's crazy maybe the cloud i don't know (laughs) (laughs) the cloud went down the tsa cloud was offline uh (laughs) disrupting many people's flights on tuesday morning uh, mine being one of them but yeah we all we you know everybody survived good i did get myself up to san francisco but it was such and go one of the weird because usually okay so like I can't tell you how many times like a flight has been delayed or canceled or delayed mm-hmm. and then canceled or, you know, one of, you know, many options. That's fine. You blame the airline. Sure. Oh, you guys just aren't, you know, you're like overbooking or you're not, you know, you're, you mm-hmm. know, you're, 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 you're not on it. This was not that. Mm-hmm. The airlines were not at fault. Yeah. The airport was at fault. Sure. And even the TSA people are like, I mean, we don't know how to like. Fix the machines. Yeah, what are they going to do? I mean, yeah. you know, it's kind of like when you were setting up, you know, to record for your, uh, you know, the job that you were on that day and you had some, and when you have software issues, like there's nothing you can do. Like you're trying to fix it, but it's like, you're not a genie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, maybe you are. That, I don't know. That's <laughs> definitely not a genie or I'd give myself many more wishes, <laughs> but yes, I, it's true. There, there are definitely times and anybody who works in any sort of like software, hardware, whatever thing with people who don't understand Respect. what they're doing. And I have absolutely been on the other side of that. Like uh-huh. how many times have you ever been to an editor? Like, uh, can you just, you're like, like yeah, they're this? having outputting issues and they're or like, whatever. Uh, and you're you're just, just like, like, Oh, sh- deadlines. Yeah. Just like go get lunch, like shut yeah. up and like come back <laughs> in an hour or something, uh-huh. that kind of thing. Uh-huh. When it's you and someone's like, are we like close? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know for nothing close. I can do. There's yeah. nothing I no, can do. That's super stressful. Yeah. And it's crazy too because you specifically go to Burbank to avoid the craziness of LAX and obviously it's <sighs> closer, but it's like, man, I mean you, you tried so hard to like make it easy and then you just you do never know when these bombs are gonna drop. I mean You really don't. I mean at least you're not that guy in the Twilight Zone the movie that sees the alien like, you know, burning the, the engines on the plane. Do you remember that Twilight Zone the movie? I actually watched it again last night. It's I, classic. I have not seen it. It's a classic Twilight Zone episode where um, this guy s- thinks he's seeing this crazy alien on the the, the wing of the plane, um, and he's kind of thinks he's going crazy. Hmm. And and it's there's lightning and thunder, and everyone's thinking, oh, that's what's you know breaking these engines, but it's this alien that's like putting lightning rods in the engine. It's classic. Everybody else listening will know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, but, uh, great, great. I, I'm a uh, little movie. behind on my Twilight Zone. <laughs> Although I do remember the movie Bridesmaids when Kristen Wiig, yes, her character, she takes like I don't know Xanax or she takes something oh, to like yeah, calm right. her down on uh-huh. the plane, and she thinks she sees a colonial woman on the yeah. wing of the plane. Like, that's right, and like that's probably flags down one of the uh, uh, attendants to be like, "There's somebody out there." I wonder no if that's, one was out there. It could have been a harken to like the Twilight Zone. Maybe it's like, that's yeah. such a classic Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, someone is cooking something outside right now, and I'm I'm hungry. It smells really hungry. good. There's there's <laughs> there's a lovely garlicky. I don't oh, know. Oh, it what smells that really is. good. I'm so glad it's not KFC frying up some chicken because that is not tasty at all. Heather doesn't like KFC all <laughs> I that I like much. that. No, um, you know, I don't like the smell actually, of fried chicken either. Speaking of fried chicken, real quick, when I was, I, I took a small trip with my sister up to um, uh, Pacific Grove, which is a little bit north of here. And it was about a five hour drive. We went to a nice dinner. Mm. We ended up sharing like a risotto and, you know, we had you know, kind of shared some dishes. My sister ended up getting, it was like kind of a high-end place. So we mm-hmm. got like a fried chicken that was like Mary's organic chicken. It was good. I'm not a huge fried chicken person in general, but it was like fancier. So we did it. Um, it was good. And then at the end of the dinner, so we're at like a kind of a fancy restaurant. You know how the guy, the waiters come by at the end of your meal and then you're going to get a dessert menu. But before you get the dessert menu, they take those little, uh, it's like a, a metal thing, almost like a letter yeah. opener. And they wipe off all the crumbs, crumbs. into a napkin yeah. and take it away. Yeah. Well, this guy comes over at the end of our, you know, fried chicken meal. And there's, you know, fried chicken has big nubs like that fall off of the yeah. chicken. There's like yeah. the fried pieces and they're like significantly, they're big. There's a lot of those on the table. He 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 has a napkin and he wipes them straight onto the carpet. And it's like, I mean, it's like, what what are you doing? 
like you literally just wiped like it was like so much like food he just like swept onto the carpet it was the strangest me and my sister were like what are you well, doing they, well and they probably have some system where it's like they just like have like a really good vacuum at the end of the night I so guess. to them it was probably not that weird but to you you're like ew but normally it's like tiny breadcrumbs and like little crumbs but these were like chunks of chicken like it was just like, it was food, like food all over the floor it was it was funny uh but anyway so i wanted to um bring up i don't know if you've seen this this is a new uh, netflix release um it's a short film by tom york the lead singer of radiohead mm-hmm. and paul thomas anderson who's one of my favorite uh film directors it's called anima and it's a, it's really cool. So it's a music video, but it's a little different because it's 15 minutes long. Um, and, it, and it actually um, spans three songs of Tom York's new um, album. It's a solo album. Um, and I think it's a really neat medium. So it's like, yes, it's a music video, but it's kind of more like a short film, which and, you know, you're using like this prominent like director who has vision and, and everything. Very cool. Um, it's called Anima. As I, as I mentioned, and they call it a one-reeler, um, and they want to kind of recall early days of filmmaking because it is kind of like a short film. Remember Thriller by Michael Jackson? That was like a short film, essentially, and it actually had a re- yeah. some special release, you know, when that came out. But the what I wanted to talk about, I love that Netflix is trying things like that, like it's experimental, it's, um, they can kind of do whatever they want, so why not play and experiment? Um, it's a really beautiful video. Um, I think you would like it. It's, you know, I would say in a nutshell, it's like, it's, it's sort of trying to live in a world of bleakness, trying to find beauty and all the bullshit, that kind of thing. And I related to it a lot because I feel like I've had a really good life. But the last three years since I've moved back to L.A., I look back on those three years and I have been batted around. Sometimes I feel like I've been in an industrial size dryer and I'm like banging against the, the walls of the dryer because I haven't been settled. Mm-hmm. I've kind of jumped from one contract to the next job contract. I've moved, I will be moving like a fifth time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, it, it's funny when you watch the video, you'll know what I'm saying because they, they, they're the choreography, the dancing is, um, is super interesting. It's like they're being pulled by uh, strings um, like a puppeteer. Yeah, and they're kind of mm-hmm. like throwing themselves around and they're kind of getting thrown around in the subway. It's all shot in Prague. Super cool. Um, there was, you know, and then there's subway posters and things that say like, what happened to your dreams? And like th- the song lyrics are very much like, hmm, did I live my life well? Did I, you know, did I do everything right? Did I like, you know. It, this it, seems like something you would you would want to watch like on an upswing sure rather yes. than I, I would agree rather than you know the alternative for your own life or else you might 100%. just like 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 go down you might into put a your deep head spiral. Into, into, into your hands but mm-hmm. i guess anima is a term for the feel femaleness of a man so tom oh. york has a his character, has nothing to do with anime no it's oh, anima okay okay um and his character his actual acting is very buster keaton and i guess this is something that like you know paul thomas anderson wanted to do so he's kind of like almost comical in this dark dystopian like environment yeah. um it's really cool and you know it's funny he, there's a woman in there who's the main woman um who he's kind of partnered with and she's pretty she's uh, i was like who is that she looks kind of familiar looked her up she's actually uh tom york's real life partner um, she's an Italian actress named Dejana Roncione. Roncione. Anyway, I think it's really cool. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Um, Very cool. That's my story. You know, uh, uh, Radiohead had uh, an incident um, that I reported on for Daily Tech News Show, another podcast that I host, um, where they... <sighs> such a strange story somebody had stolen a bunch of mini discs Mm. of uh unreleased radiohead music okay uh just just stuff that was you know it was in their possession Uh from tom york yeah specifically um but you know had not been released and you know mini disc is like a sony proprietary thing hasn't been a thing for a long time like this is old stuff like like 90s era and um the the thief was like I want, you know, it was it was something that was like actually not even that much money, like hundred fifty thousand dollars, sure, you know, to get all of this back. And instead, Radiohead was like, "Well, we have all this backed up, like in the clouds, mm-hmm. so we'll just go ahead and release it to the public, so that you have no power." Mm. 
Period. Wow. End of story. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. But pretty cool. Very cool. Very Radiohead also. Very Radiohead. And I think that he, I mean, he, I think he really does care about like the underdog. Like he's, you know, I yeah. think he's, he seems like a good dude. I mean, it's hard to know because I don't know him personally, but for the stuff that you're he talking does, about Tom York. Yeah. Tom York. I think he's, he seems like a good dude. I will. So I've two people I can think of exactly both times that this happened and you know I'm not trying to call them out specifically so no names or anything but Radiohead is is one of those like people are like huge Radiohead stands or you're kind of like eh, I don't know whatever but um there are two people that I've known in life who were like I don't like Radiohead like I know who likes Radiohead where I'm like uh like that's insane I'm like a huge fan I'm a huge, huge fan. Yeah. There are albums I like more than others. Sure, of course. Kid A, very electronic. Yep. That's my favorite Radiohead album. Yep. You might, you know, like OK Computer better. They're, they're very different. Mm-hmm. Might as well be two different Maybe bands. Maybe you're a Benz person. That's fine. Yeah, totally. But Which like, is really different. But people being like, ah, who likes Radiohead? I'm like, uh... The I can't believe it either. people in the world do. I find them to be accessible. I mean, they're... they're I mean, they're some mainstream. of the songs are so good. Yeah, yeah. Like it's they, one of my favorite bands of all time. A, it, yeah, there's a song for everybody. But for sure. anyway, um, you know, not to... Not to bag on you if you're a Radiohead hater, but we would like to hear from you as to why you are. And if you you're are. listening, Tom, yeah. we love you. And yes. Tom York... You're, you're a You're a... You're a, you're a you are uh, so are you Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> that too yeah both of you guys <laughs> you've done good work yes uh, and we would like you to remain prolific uh, mm-hmm. throughout the Please rest of your lives speaking of and this this is just sort of a, a little note before we move on but Heather we're into political primary season oh yeah I'm getting inundated in my inbox yeah. I've been starting to unsubscribe on some stuff I'm just like this is too much yeah I actually don't um I'm an email unsubscriber in general, mm-hmm. even for stuff that I like, I, I will keep up on this, yeah. but I, I'll keep up on it when I do it. On your own time. I don't want email notifications. No. The same way I don't want me out too. mobile notifications. No notifications ever. Drake should sing a song about that. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it, I, you know, it, it, this is a couple of weeks ago now, but it, it, the, <laughs> Democratic primaries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there have been some debates uh, as of late, and um, and many of you care a lot about this. Many of you maybe less so, but I I definitely do mm-hmm. uh, because you know I'm I'm interested in the future of our nation and the world. And good man, on you, Sarah. Thank you, Heather. Man, is it a cray cray town? Oh, I don't know. Are you super up to speed on everything? Yeah, I mean, as oh, much as anybody impressed. would be that watched the debates. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and understands the platform. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not every candidate um, who is trying to oust the incumbent sure. president um, has you know exactly the same um, talking points, but. Uh, there, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's the whole thing about, and this is what it, it's sort of like, I hate the fact that I find it to be theatrical mm-hmm. because what I, what I feel like I should do is, is denounce the, anything theatrical about it. Mm-hmm. Like we should, it should not be theatrics. Sure. This isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like the future. It really matters. You know, if you know if somebody wears something funny or says something stupid or whatever, it's like that's what we all kind of glom onto, and mm-hmm. then it becomes memes, and you know that's mm-hmm. just sort of the world that we live in now. I don't think that that's right, but it is sort of reality at this point. Um, and there's a lot of that going on um, with uh, presidential candidates, Marianne Williamson, perhaps a. a a, a solid foot above the rest. <laughs> I don't know if you've. I mean, how a little bit. You I, are with, I don't think I'm as familiar as you are. Uh, well, all you have to do is follow her on Twitter. She's real weird. Okay. Um, like to the point where I'm like, I think it might just be like a troll person, like <laughs> pretending that she wants to run for president because nobody's this crazy. Hey, man, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So anyway. It's been, um, that's been, you know, kind of a fun thing for me to digest over the last yeah, week or cool. so. Yeah, that's cool. I need to catch up on some stuff, but um, I try to, you know, I try to stay on top of it as much as possible, but it's, God, I mean, it's so much stuff to unpack. It's, yeah. it's, I feel like there's only so much time in the day. Sometimes I just sort of 
want to read about I don't know. I want to read a book about not politics or something. Yeah, I, I'm or actually this new podcast that's funny. I'm in a uh, a Slack group um, where politics is one of our channels. Oh, and it's very it's you know it's it's active, and there are days where I'm like I'm just not even going to click into the politics channel. Like yeah. I can't even deal with it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm busy, or I'm just like I don't know. Like my day sucks already so much. Like, so are you in the be... pop culture channel a lot? We don't have a pop culture channel. We have an entertainment channel, okay. which kind of same you know thing. that's the same, same idea. Um, yes, that that channel I can deal with. But sometimes politics, I'm like, oh, I'll get to it later. Like I don't I do ignore it. I don't ignore it. Yeah. But there are times where I'm like, I don't for the next twelve hours. Like I can't. Whatever's in here, I can't even hear about yeah, it. Yeah, totally. It's too. It's going to be too upsetting. Yeah. No, it is, and you have to. You have to just limit. I know some people who are very obsessed with politics and that's like the majority of what they talk about yeah and I know it gets them down and so I like I try to I try to stay as informed as possible but dip out as much as possible and that's a real struggle it is it is a struggle because you don't I mean I would never want someone to be like oh Sarah's just like clueless and doesn't care like Mm -hmm. I I do care I care very much but I also care about my own well-being yeah and I know that if I if I if I'm in well it's not just politics like there are certain I don't know if I followed threads on eating disorders long enough like I would get depressed about that like something you know something that it brings you down yeah you know or you know animal abuse Uh or that sort of thing politics same way yep I have to dip out sometimes you have because if I don't I I'm just like and I there's feel a lot hopeless. to keep up with too. Yeah, it's it's like very it's constant. There's so many scandals. It's just well. Speaking of scandals, oh, so right. are you familiar with the happy sad foot sign that's down the street from us on Sunset Boulevard? No. What's oh, it's that? great. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. So it's no. it's like an East Side landmark. It's in oh. Silver Lake, which is a little enclave next to Echo Park where, where Sarah and I live. Um, and it's it's like it's so it's basically a foot. Place, a foot doctor kind of thing but it has a sign that spins slowly around and so as you're driving and you're in t- stuck in traffic on Sunset Boulevard you know y- you may get the happy foot or maybe you'll get the sad foot oh. depending on you know your timing so it's like yeah on one side it's kind of like a sad injured foot and then there's a healthy foot and so it's funny so there was an article in uh, LA magazine so this uh, comedian named Charlene Yee, who I'm not familiar with, but she said, and a quote, legend has it that if you pass the rotating sign and you see the happy foot, you're going to have a good day. But if you see the sad foot, well, you're fucked. And uh, pardon my French, but I, it's funny because I didn't, I had just read this article like today, but I have, I have a relationship with that sign ever Mm. since I've moved to the East side. Mm. Um, I would drive past and I would, there was a week I remember I was having a really tough week and I kept getting the sad and injured foot. And I'm kind of a superstitious person. I think we've talked about this on the show a little bit. We have, yeah. Um, and Astrology, etc. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, it kind of messed with me psychologically. Like when I would drive past and I'd be like, please, please, happy foot, please. Aww. And then I would get the sad foot and I'd be like, what does that mean? Am I going to have another bad day? And so, and a lot of people, I realized opening up this can of worms that everyone else feels the same way like I'm not just crazy like thinking why am I so superstitious about this dumb sign that's just like rotating the same speed like every day (laughs) but it's so funny so they're moving they've been there for 40 years so it's it's become kind of a landmark there's a lot of stuff on the internet about it um there's actually t-shirts that have like you know happy foot sad foot it's a very LA landmark I feel so like no you you, you gotta go see it now I'll tell you where it is and when you drive by you'll be like ah Oh, it's so so cute and funny. Um, the the sad foot is really depressing. You have to he's on crutches and it's this whole thing. So long story short, they're moving to the Rampart Village area, which is another part of LA. So they are relocating. Um, but I, with further research, I found out. So the band Yacht. There's a band named Yacht. It's all capital letters. I actually know mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I've I've done some yeah. work with them. Claire Evans and Jonah Bechtolt. I think I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. They're really nice people, hardcore vegans, animal lovers. They're really, really cool, like very LA people. 
um, they loved the signs so much that they made uh, literally just recently they had a new they have a new album and they made an official video for their latest single called Hard World. And you should watch this video. In fact, maybe I'll put it in some kind of show notes so you guys can see it. Um, but it's an animation and it's literally like the happy foot as an animated character and then the sad foot with like a band-aid on his toe and on crutches and like they're talking about the same happy sad foot oh yeah it's oh, okay. it's totally it's based a, on the song thing. it's a thing that's what i'm saying is it's become this pop cultural phenomenon that's and i so didn't realize crazy. it it's like, so why don't funny. more people like photograph themselves on instagram outside well, be- of it because the because this it's pretty high it's like it's, oh. it's definitely like way up it's like on a big pole oh. and it's up above yeah, you gotta go check it out. I'll I'll give you the coordinates. Yeah, I am. And, uh, please do, because I am like I am out of it, man. Just I am I am woefully ignorant. And I know that you have. I mean, you've driven by a hundred times. It's, it's actually not that far from your vet. Okay. On sunset. So yeah, yeah. anyway, I just think it's so funny when something becomes such a. Uh, you know, a, a local phenomenon, and everybody's sort of like you know really into this place that I don't even think half of these people have gone to get their feet fixed you know it's just like more of a, this like fun sign I just want my feet massaged me too oh that would make me have such a good day I don't even want to admit a that I get reflexology. my feet massaged a lot do you oh my god yeah okay yeah I mean like a lot that's cool I know I'm very lucky girl but, um, but yeah, well, you know, we don't need to get into that. No. Oh, I see. Oh, personal foot massage. Yes. Not actually going to a foot Someone massage Someone who actually parlor. enjoys giving foot massages. Yeah, right. We'll leave Not it like up. a foot fetish or we'll anything. We'll leave it. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all right. So moving on, moving on. Um, we want to take a, take a short moment to Real thank... Short. Our patrons, patreon.com slash have such a good day. You know who you are. If you're not a patron and you say, well, what the heck is going on? That is how we we keep the show alive and we need more of you. We and really do. We, we would love your support. So if you haven't been before, peruse on over to patreon.com slash have such a good For day. For just a dollar a month, you can enjoy a lot of our BTS, which is behind the scenes videos. We do mm-hmm. some fun things. Not to be confused with the K-pop band. No, definitely not. That, no, is, that has that nothing is to do with it. That although, is different. Oh, yeah. Although I hear they're pretty popular. <laughs> um, but we do have some new patrons. Uh, yes, we do. We and have. We're thrilled about them. We're so thrilled. They? I always was like, again, it's like the a- ASMR. Like every time we get an email, it's like new patron. Like ta-da. Um, Brian Andrews just became a $10 patron. Yay, Brian. Gadget Virtuoso, who's been our patron for quite a while, edit- edited their pledge from $5 bala to $10 Discord. Gadget! And in fact, I think he popped in discord uh the other day so we were all welcoming him to the thunderdome and then uh on youtube we have a moi on noir which Mm -hmm. is a french name um me in black Black. me in black something like that yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh steven at large uh who has been a patron for a while but he's also on our youtube but i wanted to shout him out he's been around for a while so even at large (laughs) um that's lovely uh well thank you everybody yes welcome to new patrons and and veteran patrons um the goal that heather and i is to amass the coolest community ever the coolest so the more of you we have the 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 stronger we are in so fact thank I, you so much for being part of our little world here yeah man i was i want to mention when you say we're trying to build the coolest community well i think we have the nicest community because long welsh he's one of our vip discord um guys he's actually he's a he's lives in wales um you know we have kind of a global community we've got a lot of people from around the world which is really cool but he said that he feels like it's like the friendliest forum he's ever been in. So Aww. super sweet. Well, I'll be sure to just like piss all over that <laughs> next time I get into Discord. Sometimes we swear though. Apologies for that. But you know, sometimes you just got to speak your mind. Yeah, you know, we've we've sort of addressed the the profanity thing on previous episodes, and I, you know, I if you know me. If you all were hanging out with me right now, like Heather and I and everybody was here on Heather's deck, like that's just the way that I talk. Mm-hmm. I understand that it is bristly. Sure. For some people you know? it can be. Yeah. yeah. Or if, you know, you got kids yeah. and you, they would like to listen to the show. I kind of feel like we're we're PG-13 slash R-rated yeah, I would pretty say so. much most of the time. We try to make Not that sure. we're trying to, you know, like just certainly not trying to, you know... I don't know, offend anybody, but, not, 
but I don't think we're I don't think we're G. No, and I don't we're not we're not trying to swear just to like swear. We're no. just it's usually more of a natural thing and you know, we have we, we put that we're explicit content and hopefully it doesn't offend you guys too much. Anyway. Yes. And if it does, I want to hear about it at the same time. Man, do you know how many shows I do that I can't swear at all? It feels so good yeah. to, to, you know. Like Unleashed Sarah. When the F-bomb is, is when the F-bomb needs to happen, um, that's just, there's just no other words. Feels good rolling off the tongue, gotta admit. Hey, so speaking of F-bombs, mm-hmm. oh man. So Euphoria, mm-hmm. new HBO show. Yep. Have you been watching it? I haven't. I've been watching the other new one. Years and years. Years and years. Okay. Yeah, so but tell me about it because it seems a little young for me. It, it Well, so, okay. So anybody who's not watching the show or doesn't have HBO access or whatever, Euphoria is a show, um, on the surface, it's about teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that whole sort of like, it's the same trope of like, teenagers are so crazy. They're so much crazier than their parents realize. Yeah. But this show is really crazy. Is it worth, do you think I like it? I I like it for the shock factor. Okay, cool. And I think, I that, I think that you would probably like it for that as mm-hmm. well. Um, it's funny because, you know, I, I, I've talked a little bit on the show, not too much. Like, when I, you know, when we were in high school, I mean, I was not like the worst kid, but I also... I was sort of a bad kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, you kind of sneak around and sure. don't always tell your parents the right thing. You get in trouble, you get grounded, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I also had friends who were really bad kids, mm-hmm. um, you know, drugs and, you know, just, just lots of, lots of, lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw a lot of stuff at a young age that I don't think a lot of kids who were 16, 17 necessarily saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, the way it went. This show is like, it's like, because I am, I, I am not anyone's mother. I don't mm-hmm. have children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that, you know, one of the scary things is like having a kid and oh, yeah. what kind of world they're going to grow up in. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is drama, you know, it's entertainment, whatever. But this show, you, you watch it and you're like, if I had a kid, mm-hmm. a teenager, who did this? Like you, you just wouldn't have kids. Yeah. Like you just no. if you knew that ahead of time, like how no. awful <laughs> it was going to be. Yeah. You know, you just wouldn't. And and I also think that I say that because I don't have kids, and maybe if you're a parent, you'd be like, no, no, it's still really worth it, and that's totally valid. And because mm-hmm. I don't know any better. Sure. But oh, it is rough, mm-hmm. and it's all sort of about you know it's 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 sex and drugs and um, confusion and euphoria. Just, well, the euphoria thing is weird because it's like there is nothing euphoric that I've seen. I've well, only are they watched doing two ecstasy? episodes. Is it like a Molly? No, thing? it isn't. I always thought that's what it was. No, it's worse. Oh, God. it's not even like fun. It's okay, like, I need to it's watch like, that. It's like hardcore. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like ooh, okay. oh gosh, ooh. you know, and like and like other issues mm-hmm. um, that are that are deep and and disturbing. Okay. Um, How would you rate it? Like one to ten. Well, that's a good question. So a friend of mine who um, we're watching it, you know, together and kind of talking, she's like, oh, my God, this is amazing because Zendaya is one of, you know, she's the main character, basically. And, you know, she's she's kind of a big deal with the younger set. Um, And she does a really good job. Um, There's also a trans actress Mm -hmm. um, who, like, it took me, like, two episodes to even realize that that was the case. I'm Mm. like, oh, my God, she's just, like, super pretty. Mm. Like, I didn't even notice. Mm -hmm. But like that's actually part of the narrative, sure. and I just like, I, I suspected. I that. just didn't get it. Yeah, um, and you know, so so you know, things that are very much modern uh, issues issues with yeah. kids and young people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and just you know, the, the show I don't think is totally making a stand about anything necessarily, but it's a tough watch in mm-hmm. parts. Okay, um, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, I think you I think you'd like it, and I would I'd be really curious. 
anybody else is watching it if you like it if you don't if it offends you because I think it probably is quite offensive it's funny because you know to some people yeah I feel like this so the new show I won't talk about really much about it but it is a lot about the future too and about like the implications of technology and that kind of thing this years and years um, uh, other HBO show and I, I used to think like the development team at like networks like that it's like okay we got to start like tackling these issues and like they integrate they specifically go, these are the issues that we need to integrate into a narrative show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder, that must be so interesting, like being part of a development team uh, at a network like that. Um, cool, that sounds good. Well, you know. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Heather. We, I'm going to watch that. Cool. Um, very, very cool show. I, uh, I, you know, I know that Sarah and I are a couple of the biggest cat lovers out there. And I know that mm-hmm. probably a lot of you guys are. We, we know s- some of you have... Um, you know, revealed um, your beautiful felines uh, in Discord with, you know, your photographs and stuff. And um, this weekend, right now, and again, this show is going to air a little later, so you're not going to be able to go, but you can put it, it in the calendar cu- for cu- next year. It was a couple weekends ago. Yeah, it's yeah. the CatCon. Uh, um, CatCon is happening yeah. in Pasadena. And, you know, I just you find got it Mo so... Show, you got little Bub. You got Superhero Cat. Yeah, maybe Maru. Maybe Maru. You know, there's some of them on here that I have not... I don't recognize, and I was going to ask you if you, you did, but it's interesting because they, they, you know, they do a lot of things. They help, like, hundreds and hundreds of cats, like, find homes. Yes. They donate, yes. like, you know, $200,000 to cat organizations. Yes. You know, there's, like, cat cosplay. People seriously dress up as cats. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. People are very into it. Panels on cat care, mm-hmm. you know, cat adoption, blah, blah, blah. Meet and greets with the influencers. That's the big thing is, like, the influencer thing has become, you know, such a big deal that, like, you know, you've got, like, I don't know, Sir, Sir Thomas Trueheart and Daisy. You've got Nala Cat, Pookie. Oh, I know Nala. Pookie Metha Chittafan. I don't know. There's some, some that I'm like, I've never heard of those. But it's funny because... I was like, God, you know, this is insane. Like, this is like, cats are one of the most popular things in the world to talk about, mm-hmm. you know? And I was I was kind of thinking, like, you know, back in the early internet days, it was one of the biggest memes, like cat memes, like, I can have cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why that doesn't really, nobody really talks about that kind of stuff anymore. But those law cats were pretty, very popular, one of the most popular things. I think it just things. became so prevalent that yeah. it wasn't a thing you're right it was you, more like, of a you can reference it now and everyone gets it sure. rather than being like i can't has cheese you're right it was a little more yeah. like novel yeah. maybe back then but um one thing i wanted to mention is i started to look up on like where are like the most cat owners in the world hmm. and i don't okay. know if you know this no it's like what countries are the most the biggest cat lovers yeah and usa is like by far like the and it doesn't surprise me but there were like Russia was like second and like Japan was on there uh-huh. um, like Ukraine like there were some interesting ones and I was like wow I didn't dig in too much but I thought hmm. that was interesting um, but yeah, yes most favorite pets in the USA so I thought cool I mean I, it's funny I actually my dog has an Instagram I, I don't run it he runs it it's completely independently run by him mm-hmm. but you know the other day he had you know a, a a, a, an image of him trying to get in my late cat Sam's uh, bed and the the caption was if it fits I sits mm-hmm. that's a I can't has cheese oh yeah thing. totally you yeah. know but like I didn't need to explain that no no because no. everyone it's, gets it it's commonplace which is yeah. funny like Super it's funny. like that's like a 10 year old thing where mm-hmm. it's like you, everyone gets what mm-hmm. I'm saying like no one thinks that I spelled anything wrong unless you've lived under a rock unless you've lived under a rock which is I don't know maybe somebody thought I spelled something wrong but like that sort of thing yeah oh and by the way Otis wrote it I I didn't write it because I don't no. run that account and that's his Instagram account so because he's a yeah he's got he's, he's an independent pup yeah he's got he almost has fingers he's got such big big Pause. He got big paws. But if you guys have anything to say about this cat stuff, email us at hi at have such a good day.com. Speaking of, mm-hmm. we've got uh, a couple emails to shout out. We have one from Chad. 
He said he just listened to episode 47 and wanted to provide some insight into the current working theory of missing socks. Ah, yes. Which is what we talked about Declaring in one of our sock last bankruptcy. <laughs> episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can get stuck in the empty place inside the dryer, apparently. Check out Reddit for some of these, some pics, which I've got the links. If you guys are interested, I'll send them to you. The Today Show wrote a piece on it a year ago and checked in with an engineer at GE, and it's completely possible that the socks slip through the gasket only to seemingly disappear forever. Love the show. Chad. <sighs> Chad, you're not helping. <laughs> I mean, well, okay. I I suppose that the socks could be gobbled up by the dryer. Mm-hmm. I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, we, we need some sort of explanation, right? Uh, so, yeah. So, so thanks okay. for that. I mean, yeah. it, it is a good idea. And I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, on the side of the dryer, maybe behind, you know, like maybe you put the clothes on top just to like close, you know, and then you're getting your bag ready and then something falls behind. But I still mm. think there's a bigger mystery afoot. Me I think too. like maybe some rats are like running off with them or something. Oh, anyway, great. thanks for writing in, Chad. Uh, yes. Um, also, Brooke from uh-huh. YouTube wrote in. He sure did. She said. Maybe like, a guy, Brooks. Uh, oh, Brooks, not Brooke. Yeah, might Brooke, be, a, might Brooks, be a dude. Brooks probably. Yeah. Pretty, I, we're we're going to go ahead and guess male, but you might be female and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Brooke said, like dogs, um, but I can't stand living with them. Cats are better, but can just be as bad. Uh, <laughs> Fish take more maintenance than you'd think. And oh, see, birds thought, are easiest if in a cage. I actually thought that that was a typo. Oh, that's I thought funny. he was saying like, wish they took more maintenance. So, okay. So let's start this over. <laughs> so Brooke says, I like dogs, but I can't stand living with them. Cats are better, but can just be as bad. Fish take more maintenance than you think. Birds are easiest if in a cage, but they can be emotionally warped. <laughs> exotic, pe- exotic pets are a real pain and can make others seem like a walk in the bar. I like the emotionally warped birds. I would like to hear more about your experience with emotionally warped birds. I used to have, I, I've mentioned this on the show, I believe. Um, I had a cockatiel um, growing up for, gosh, I mean... We had finches. Yeah, we. I have some experience with birds. When did we get squeakers? I think <laughs> I was in fifth grade, and he lasted about until 11, so a solid six years. Yeah. I mean, he was a big part of our family yeah. for a while. Squeakers. And he was squeakers. Yeah, he was a cockatiel. He was a nut job. Um, and he was... But he was adorable and weird mm-hmm. and super amusing and mm-hmm. humorous, and it, it was great. I loved him. But he was emotionally warped, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I love he, it. He That's was so from day one uh, nice. until, until his if untimely you, end. If you guys have stories about your warped animals, specifically birds as pets, please write us at highhavesuchagoodday.com. And I think, Sarah, we are real close to doing our bonus topic here. We are. Um, for everybody watching or listening to the regular show, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you so much for being with us. For $5 and up patrons, there Stick is around. more to come. We're playing a game for everybody else. Uh, see you back here same time next week. Until then, I'm Sarah. I'm Heather. And have such a good day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.